Greetings and welcome. It is a privilege and an honor that you can join us, that we can share the Word of God together on this wonderful day. I want you to feel comfortable and ready where you're watching from because God is going to speak through me this moment. I want us to pray together before we get into the word, the message that the Father has entrusted me with to deliver to you. Hallelujah. And before I do so, I'm just wishing you um, well. I am praying that your family is doing good, that all is well in your relationships, and that you are having a wonderful month of November. If you need a special prayer, reach out and I can stand with you in a prayer so that God can intervene. The prayer that I want us to offer, um, let's read the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. The book of Acts chapter 10, verse 25 and 26. The Bible reads, As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. 26. But Peter lifted up, saying, lifted him up, saying, stand up, I myself am also a man. Now, let me give you a little bit of context. Cornelius was a believer. When you read the book of Acts chapter 10 from verse 1, you discover that Cornelius was not an ordinary person in the faith. He was a believer, and the word of God actually refers to him as a prayerful man. A man that was a man of prayer, a man who feared God, a man who trusted God. Hallelujah. And in a vision, he, he was told by God, by the Spirit of God, to say, go to a certain place where you are going to find um, Peter, who is going to then instruct you what you should do. And this is now that verse where he has met Peter. And the Word of God says, when Cornelius met Peter, he bowed before him and wanted to worship him. But as you have read here, the word of God says that Peter immediately lifted him up and he said, listen, I am a man like you. Therefore, you cannot and should not worship me. I want us to pray the following prayer. That is to say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, help me that I may know where the line is that ought not to be crossed in Jesus name. This is to say there are lines in life. There are lines in how we are to treat people, how, do we, how we are to react toward people. And because we do not know where these lines are, that's where ignorance creeps in, where we end up worshipping people or praising people or doing things to people that we should not. So it's a simple prayer, but important to say, Lord, help me to identify the lines that I should not cross. Even if a person has helped me, I should know the line not to cross. Even if this person has been so good to my family, I should know the line not to cross. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we bless you and we honor you this moment. We give you all praise, all honor and all glory for your kindness and your goodness. My Father, we have been taught according to the book of Acts that Cornelius tried it to bow before a man and worship. However, Peter was able to stop him. Now, there are people, Jehovah, that when they are being worshipped by fellow men, do not stop. When they are being worshipped by fellow men, do not stop them, even when they realize that it should not be so. Others maybe are unaware of it, 
Our prayer is to say, God, may you help us to draw a line, to see the line, to identify a line. That, yes, we can give credit to people. Yes, we can um, um, give honor to people. But we should know, God, that it should never turn into worship in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Liba kasia tanda lekea koto lobuka tapa. Lende lebe kepisa taba kaposodobo shanda laba kapaste lebe kata. This, O oh God, is applicable in our families, in our places of worship, with our family members. This is applicable in our place of work, in our businesses. That God, may you help us to identify the lines that we should never cross. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Beautiful. That's an important prayer. And uh, keep praying it because you see at times the lack of vision is an obstruction. My God, I like that. The lack of vision can be detrimental. The, like, the lack of vision can be hazardous. The lack of vision can be dangerous. So it's important that um, we do allow the Holy Spirit that we've got a vision to see where the line is. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Now, I have got a message here to share with you. And um, this is indeed a beautiful message. I say this because it is already touching my spirit. As it is being spoken to me, as I was meditating through the word, as I was going through the message and what it is that I should be saying to you, it was speaking to me so heavily. And this is why I'm confident that you also will be touched by the word of God. And the message that I have is entitled, Don't Get It Twisted. In full, do not get it twisted. Hallelujah. I like this. And this is to mean that there is something... But we need not to get confused. We need not to get it mixed up. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Beautiful. Now, there's a statement that I would like to make, an opening remark that I want you to keep close. If you can, write it down. If you can, make a mental note of it. However, that you can make sure you remember it, please do so. The statement reads as follows. Respect and honor towards people is important and good. However, know exactly where the line is and don't cross it. This statement is simple. All it is saying is that we have to respect people. We have to respect one another. We have to honor one another. We have to honor people. It is important and it is good. In actual fact, it is biblical because the scripture speaks of honoring your mother, honoring your father. The word speaks about respecting people, loving people. Hallelujah. Recognizing people. What's important is the statement that follows, which says, however, know exactly where their line is and they don't cross it. The trouble, the challenge, the difficulty that we have today is we do not know who we should worship. <laughs> we do not know where we should stop the praise. We do not know where we should stop um, the, the honor. What do I mean? God is the only one that ought to be worshipped. There are no limits to us worshipping God. There are no limits to us praising God. There are no limits to us honoring God. But when it comes to men, fellow men, women, you and I, there are limits. Because... Let me give you an example. 
As much as some of you may honor me or respect me as a servant of God, a pastor, but there has to be a line. Hallelujah. You cannot treat me like a God because I am not God. I can never take the place of Jesus Christ. I can never take the place of the Holy Spirit. I am a man like you and I have been called, yes, by God. And I have been given a responsibility to teach, to preach the good news. So the respect ends there where you acknowledge that I have been called by God and I am used by God and you respect what I say to you because you believe that God is speaking. However, never go beyond that because it has to be clear what my role is in your life. Your partner, be it your wife, your husband, your, your girlfriend, your, your, your boyfriend, um, you have to understand that even though they are the breadwinner, they cannot take the place of God in your life. It doesn't matter how beautiful, how handsome they are, but they should never take the place of God where you begin to worship them. You worship the feet they walk on. You worship the words they say. You worship their actions. You should understand that there needs to be a clear limit where you understand to say, yes, I know my, my wife is beautiful. I know that my husband is handsome. I know that my partner is a breadwinner. I know that they have born, you know, are given me wonderful children. But that's as far as it goes that you thank God for them. You, you know, you thank them for all the wonderful work they are doing. You acknowledge the efforts they are making. But you must distinguish clearly between you worshipping them and worshipping God. Because if you look into life today, you will notice that it is difficult for us to tell the difference between worshipping God and worshipping people. Hallelujah. The way we speak about people, the way we treat people, the way that 24-7 we forever praise in people, you ask yourself the question, do we understand where the line is? And this is where now what we do is we jump and we start pointing fingers at individuals, forgetting that we are the ones also that are putting these people on a certain pedestal. Hallelujah. Don't get it twisted. Now, I want us to look at a few things and then we'll open the main scripture that God has given so that I can teach. Um, or in other words, let's open our Bible from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. Praise be to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. You are good, Jehovah. You are that wonderful Yahweh. You are awesome creator. You are worthy, O God, of praise. You are worthy of our adoration. We thank you. We bless you. Yes, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 11 to 13. You are Yahweh, O oh God. Your name is worthy to be exalted. There is no one like your Father. You are precious. You are good. You are creator. Verse 11, the Bible reads, For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Verse 12, Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul. Or, I am of Apollos. 
Oh, I am of Cephas. Oh, I am of Christ. Verse 13. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. All scripture is breathed and influenced by the Spirit of God. And so reading the scripture, Father, we are listening to you, O God. May you teach, may you speak, may you increase, may you empower, may you anoint us, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as I teach, O God, this message that you have given, I am relying on you, Holy Spirit, as my helper to help me to deliver this message without wavering. And my prayer to the listener is that may you help them also, that they may listen intently, O God, and grasp every word that you have for them in the mighty name of Jesus. And also I know there are revelations that will be coming out of this message. And my prayer is, Lord, may they take every revelation in Jesus' name. I rebuke the devourer and any spirit, O Lord, that may try God to snatch the word from them. I declare that God, they will not lose this word in the mighty name of Jesus. And may they not only keep the word, Father, but may they be doers of the word according to your word in the book of James. Take the honor. Take the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Don't get it twisted. Now, we have read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 11 to 13. And what we have read there is something happened that Apostle Paul had to write a letter to the church in Corinthians. And in this chapter and the verses we have read, Paul is asking a question. He is first saying in his opening remarks that I have heard that there are concerns about you. There are reports that I have heard that in, the, uh, in Chloe's household that there are contentions among you. It has been reported to me that there appears to be some uh, contentions, some arguments, some misunderstandings. It appears that people are not on the same page. And he continues to say it is not just mere arguments, but rather it appears that individuals within the household, within the neighborhood, within the area, within the house are busy saying they belong to one or the other. That some are boasting that they belong to Paul. Others are boasting that they belong to Christ. Some among you are boasting that they belong to Apollos. Some among you are boasting that they belong to Cephas. And then he's asking a question to say, was Paul crucified for you? And before that question, he's saying, is Christ divided? Paul is saying, help me understand, because the, the statements that I am hearing, the words that I am hearing about you are making me to have some questions. And my question is to say, is there division in Christ Jesus? Has Christ declared that there are divisions in him? And then he's asking to say, did I get crucified as a poor for you? Was I put on the cross? Was I nailed on the cross for you? Did I carry your sins? And he's saying, um, or oh, were you baptized in the name of Paul? 
He say, is the name of Paul the name that you used when you received Christ? Is it the name of Paul that you use when you are praying to God? Is it the name that has been declared as the name that has the authority and the power in heaven, on the earth and beneath the earth? Is it the name that demons shake when they hear it? Is the name of Paul the name that can cause you to receive healing? Is the name of Paul the name that can change situations? Hallelujah. Now, you must understand that today the same is happening. Hallelujah. And let me, blunt, let me be blunt about it. It is mainly happening with the body of Christ, the church. We are the ones who are mostly boasting about our servants, the servants of God. We are the ones who go out of our way and we are praising the pastor. We are praising the apostle. We are praising the prophet. We are praising uh, the, 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 the bishop. We are praising the teacher of the gospel. To such an extent that it has become a competition. When we meet with one another as believers, instead of focusing on the word of God, the gospel, instead of focusing on empowering people, instead of focusing on encouraging people, we are busy focusing on what your pastor does, what your prophet does, what your bishop does, what your apostle does. We are busy competing words, saying what they do, how well they preach, how well they read the word, how well they prophesy, how well they teach. Now the question that was brought or spoken by Paul, let me raise it to you, that did any of them give their life for you? Were any of them crucified on your behalf? Was I crucified on, 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 on your behalf? Did I bear the cross on your behalf? The answer is no. Now again, you must understand me clearly. You have to go back to the beginning of this teaching and understand what we said. That honor is important. Respect is important. But it is about knowing where the line is that we should not cross. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. We must respect servants of God, yes. We should honor them, yes. But you must know that there has to be a limit that you should not go beyond. Because we have reached levels where there is no telling the difference who we are worshipping between God and the people. And that is a pity, it is sad. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Don't get it twisted. This is an important message because even in our workplaces, it is applicable. You find that the amount of, of, of honor you give your boss, it is questionable to say, are you worshipping this boss? Hallelujah. Yes, you should respect your boss. You should respect your workplaces, your colleagues. But there has to be a line that you cannot cross. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Anywhere and everywhere you go, you will find that this is applicable. Now, let me tell you a few pointers that will help you. Don't get it twisted. The first one is respect, as I said. That yes, you need to respect people. You need to respect other people. Hallelujah. And the second one is you need to fear the law. Now, there is a law in every nation. Wherever you are, there are laws that are applicable, which you need to abide by. That's important. Because if you break the law, then you get into trouble with the governments or the systems. That's normal. 
you find immigration laws, you find financial laws, you find laws of trade, different laws. Those you have to abide by because they are put in place for a reason to keep order. The third one is recognizing those in authority. As I was saying earlier, that if you have got a manager, they are there for a reason. So you cannot compete with them or you cannot belittle them, even if they are younger than you or whatever race they are or their background or qualifications. The fact that they are a manager, you need to recognize their authority. That's important. And the same goes with servants of God, as I was saying, that because they have been called by God and they are there to lead, you need to recognize that and treat them as such. That is important. And the last one is give honor where it is due. It is not a problem or an issue for you to speak of the good that someone has done. No issue, no problem with that. But we need to know where to draw the line. We need to understand that God is the one who is at the center of causing things to happen. We need to rather go to God and worship, thank him for people and what they are doing. As I'm finishing, I need you to understand that sometimes we, as the members of the people, right, the public, the audience, we are to blame why certain people behave in certain ways. Because we, 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 we pump them so much, we praise them so much, we speak highly of them so much, that they at times lose the sense of the fact that it is God that is to be honored. Praise the Lord. So, so we are all equally responsible. We have to be responsible and help one another. When I say we, I refer to those in certain positions as well as the rest. We have to let them understand that, yes, you are in that position. Yes, we respect you and we honor you, but we give God the praise. It has to be clear. Don't get it twisted. Never get it twisted. You praise your child so much that your child feels like a god. You praise your, 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 your family so much that they feel like they are God. Your parents, your aunts, your uncles, your relatives. You know, just because maybe they have a certain authority or position or ability, you praise them so much that they feel like they are God. So we just have to be careful. We should not get it twisted in the way we speak about and to people. Hallelujah. Let it be clear with your partner in a loving way that, listen, my love, I love you, you know that. I'll do anything for you, you know that. But God, I have to go worship him. But God's time is God's time for me. Let them know that, yes, I know that you'd love me to spend time with you right now. But I have to go now and offer prayer to my God. Right now, I have to go and study the word. Let them know where your priorities lie. Hallelujah. It is important. Let them know that I know you would have loved me to be available or present for this. But this time I cannot because I have to be in the house of God. Let them know that this moment I'm afraid I cannot do this because it is time for my family. You have to have your priorities set correctly. People will take advantage of us when we are not clear of our priorities. We need to be specific and we need not to be moved to and fro. We need to make sure that we stand by our principles that God is primary, he's first. And then my family, my work, however, whatever order you have, but make sure that God is the first. Christ is above. The Holy Spirit is above. Don't get it twisted.
The world is watching. The world is listening. And if we cannot let the world know exactly what our priority order is, the world will take advantage. The world will cause you to go and do things when you should be doing something else. So don't get it twisted. Hallelujah. And to you, servants of God, you have to let people know that you are not the one to worship. If people are treating you to a point or a level where you are coming across like God, you have to take a stand. It is your responsibility. You will be accountable. You have to let people know that, listen, I know you respect me. I know you love me. I know you give me honor. But let's all go before God together because I am just like you. Let them know that you cannot worship me. You cannot bow before me. But let's all go bow before God. Let them know that I appreciate that you acknowledge what I do and that I am anointed by God. But let's all go before God and praise God. Hallelujah. Don't get it twisted. That's a word I had for you. And um, there's a lot of food for thought for you in this message. Hallelujah. If you take time to listen carefully, trust me, there's a lot for you to learn out of this that will help you. It will shape your future. And it will cause you to live a life where you are happy, you are content, and you have got clear priorities. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the teaching of the word. I bless you for the time that you gave me, O oh God, that I can come before your people and deliver that which you gave me, O oh God. I believe that this message is coming at this time for a reason. And I trust that, God, there are those listening and hearing who are saying, yes, I need to change. There are those who are relating and say, yes, it is a problem that needs to be fixed. And the Holy Spirit as a problem fixer, I pray, haha, <laughs> that may you help them to fix the problem in the mighty name of Jesus. Help them to repair and rectify where things have gone wrong in Jesus' name. Help them, oh God, to know that if indeed there needs to be a shift. For those who are in positions, my Father, help them to know that it is high time that they let everyone know to say, yes, respect me, yes, honor me. But let there be a clear demarcation that I am not God. My Father, I thank you. Lia Osanda Lete Kelia Tupakata. Linda Lepita Mosondo Luba Katia Tapa. My God, I say thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is the end of the teaching. Don't get it twisted. And um, enjoy what is left of November. Um, gear yourself for December. All right? So as you're enjoying this November, as you're offering prayer November, as you're loving in November, as you're appreciating in November, as you are respecting in November, as you are doing good in November, know that December is around the corner. So also begin your preparations. Hallelujah. So have yourself a lovely day further. Enjoy the week that starts. And God lift you. Shalom.